This hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by Baylor Scott and White Health. Neil and everyone here would like to thank all the good folks on the front line, the ones we see and the ones we don't see. We appreciate your hard work, keeping us healthy and hopeful in these tough times. And now here's Neil. Thank you, Stuby, very much. Welcome back to our second hour for this uh, Sunday. And I welcome you by inviting you to call us. 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Mike Bass is running the boards and answering the phones all at the same time. It's a pretty sight. Give us a call, won't you please? I'd love to hear from you. I talk urban horticulture. This is uh, lawns, landscapes, fruit, flower, and vegetable gardening, houseplants. I don't do chickens. I don't do uh, pastures fish, things like that. That's just kind of out of my element. But I do urban horticulture, and I'd love to hear from you. Again, 800-288-9227. That is 800-288-WBAP. And uh, we have lines open for you right now. Uh, Today's SPCA of Texas dog is Daphne. Daphne has a, a very special story here. She is a beautiful dog, a true hound and a pretty one at that. Her lush red coat and deep amber eyes and pink nose get lots of attention when her foster caretaker takes her for walks. She is five and a half years old and a bigger dog who weighs in at 65 pounds. Her foster reports that Daphne is low maintenance, has had very few issues with indoor accidents, and as such does well when the foster leaves the house. So that's all very, very good. She likes uh, sitting by the window and looking out the window, watching the world go by. She's also a big fan of canned chicken and hot dogs. Daphne came from an animal cruelty case in 2019, and it took some time for her to get used to trusting people again, but she has come a long way there at the SPCA. You know what SPCA stands for? Think about it, Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. It would be best if Daphne came into a home with another dog to help her acclimate. A securely closed yard with a fence at least six feet high would be a blessing as well. Just like all the pets at the SPCA of Texas, Daphne has been spayed, microchipped, and she's had all of her age-appropriate vaccines. She'll be waiting for her new forever family at the SPCA of Texas Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center at 2400 Lone Star Drive at I-30 west of Hampton Road. The center is open for adoptions every day from noon until 6. Animals are available by walk-in on a first-come, first-served basis. Appointments are also available for select animals. They invite you to browse their available animals at spca.org slash findapet and visit spca.org slash dogadopt to inquire about a dog or spca.org slash catadopt to inquire about a cat. And this is Daphne, D-A-P-H-N-E. She is at the Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center, and the operative line here is Daphne came from an animal cruelty case in 2019. She has been loved and cared for for three years by these people at the SPCA, and that's a testimony to their dedication to doing their job. That just really impressed me when I read that, and they didn't ask me to single it out or say anything special about it. I just thought I would. They deserve that credit. So that's Daphne, and I hope we can find her a a great home. Take a look at her. She's a beautiful dog, one ear up, one ear down, looking at you, just saying, hey, come love me, won't you please? And I'll bet you will. That report sponsored today by Mueller. At Mueller, they believe in value. Their Value Plus buildings are pre-engineered, and they feature an easy-to-assemble, bolt-together design. Mueller's durable roofing panels are hail-resistant. They come backed by a 30-year limited paint warranty. But True Value never stops at just a quality product at a reasonable price. True Value stopped as shows in the service you receive during your purchase and in how a company stands behind their product after the sale. Mueller understands that buying a steel building or a metal roof for your home can be lifetime decisions, and Mueller will provide assurance before, during, and after 
for decades after your purchase. At Mueller, you simply get more. You get more for your money, more confidence in their company, and that gives you more value. Call Mueller today, 877-2-MUELLER. That's M-U-E-L-L-E-R, and that's 877-268-3553, or visit them online at MuellerInc.com. MuellerInc.com, because Mueller believes in value. Maintaining a garden isn't easy, but it's nothing compared to what healthcare workers are facing. We join Baylor Scott and White Health in saying thank you to the front line. Thank you for working hard every day and for going all in to protect all of us. And now, back to Neil. All right, Stuby, thank you very much. Let's go back to our phone lines, which are filled right now. Thank you for that. Let's go to Gregory at Cedar Creek Lake. Gregory, this is Neil. Good morning. Neil, how you doing? I'm well, thank you, sir. How can I help? Yeah, I've listened to you for a long time and got some really good information. Thank you. The question I had, I, I've got uh, oh, quite a few oak trees in my uh, yard, and these trees are full-grown. They're, they're 30 feet high. But do we need to be watering those occasionally? Um, not yet. Uh, they're probably post oaks. Um, yeah, they are. And, and like I say, they're... So I wouldn't you can't hardly get your arms around. I them, wouldn't so. go out of my way to do anything out of the ordinary for post oaks until it got worse. Uh, 2011, yeah. it got worse, and post oaks did die. But the the problem is, if we start doing very much around post oaks, we we cause them to hate us. They're they're very grumpy trees. Uh, it won't hurt yeah. if you if you water them once uh, every three or four weeks. Uh, I don't know. How, how much acreage do you have? How much space do you have? Oh, uh, that's probably a uh, quarter of an acre. There's probably uh, seven or eight oaks. All right. And what, what, I've done, what I've already done about two weeks ago, I set a sprinkler kind of right in the middle and just sprayed, sprayed all of them, underneath all of them, and it rotated underneath all the trees. And how long did it run? I ran it probably an hour. Okay. Well, that's equivalent to putting maybe, I, I don't know how big an area it covered, but we'll say half an inch of, of rain or a quarter of an inch of rain. That's, yeah, that's you know, a start. If, if, if I'd have set out like a little cat food can, it probably would have filled that up. So I'd be about a half an inch, I believe. Right. Um, and, and that's good. And if you do that every two or three weeks, that's probably going to be fine. That's certainly not going to hurt the trees. I just yeah, I okay. worry about anything that people do that is artificial to uh, to post oaks. They just are so touchy. But we had so much hypoxyl and canker after all of that drought in 2011. They were hurting for three or four years after it. Uh, hopefully yeah, we'll get some yeah. rains at the end of this week. It sounds like we might. I'd sit tight and yeah. let's see what, what unfolds. Can I ask you one other quick question? Yes, sir. I've got St. Augustine, and uh, it's doing reasonably well, and I'm watering it pretty often. Pretty often would be at least two or three times a week. However, the hot spots that don't get any shade or something, they're really browned out. However, you can reach your hand down in there, and that grass is still snug. You think that'll come back? Well, uh, you know, I didn't put my disclaimer up today and, and invite people to look at my website Um uh, I, I uh, would suggest you go to neilsperry.com and look at St. Augustine Diagnostics and see if that's not chinch bugs. Uh, chinch bugs will always oh, show okay. up on the hottest, driest part. Uh, I'm sorry, the sunniest, hottest part of a yard. And yeah, I'll bet you that's okay. what you have. And uh, it will not come back if you let chinch bugs uh, stay there for more than about five days without any insecticide going out. Uh, the uh, St. Augustine will be killed. And so you need to be. Oh, you. You need to you get. You can actually. You can see those change bugs. They're big enough that you can see. Please, them. please go to my website and read about it, and you'll be able to identify them and and tell that they're there. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. I'll do that. All right, attaboy. Thanks for the call very much, Gregory. Uh, the reason that I did that uh, is because between gray leaf spot, maybe three weeks ago when we were transitioning away from take-all root rot and into gray leaf spot and into chinch bugs, and then we will transition into brown patch. The descriptive, uh, uh, it, 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 I've lived with St. Augustine all of my life. I can recognize these problems 
on site instantly, but when people start to describe them, uh, it becomes very difficult to hear the difference between kind of light brown and and grayish brown. And, uh, and so I end up worrying that I'm prescribing the wrong treatment, way wrong. And so I spent a day and wrote this up and put it on my website, and I'm going to leave it there, just going to leave it there because all the detail is there at neilsperry.com and a lot of photographs, so hopefully that will help. Neil Spray's uh, Lone Star Gardening is my book. All that information is in my book as well, I might add. Um, and the details of when you need to watch for them in Chapter 2, the uh, perpetual calendar of when to uh, plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all your plants. And then the turf chapter has incredible detail on all of the things that happen to St. Augustine and Bermuda and Zoysia. They're not scot-free. Uh, so anyway... The fifth printing of the book is $32.95. This is for a hardback book on high-quality paper with 840 color photographs and 344 pages. Oh, my goodness. If you bought that book in a bookstore, it would be $50 or $55. It's $32.95 because it's not in bookstores. I didn't give them the chance, didn't give the distributors a chance, didn't give a publisher a chance. I self-published. Not because I was going to make more money, not selling it at $32.95, but because I just didn't want it to be too expensive for people buying it. Uh, They all come out of my garage. That's where I sign them. Zeus the dog and I sit there and we sign books. Well, he gets his head patted every once in a while. I sign books Sunday night and Monday. Take them to the post office Tuesday. Wheel them in the back door of the post office. I'd like to sign one for you. Thirty-two ninety-five. The sixth printing will be thirty-eight ninety-five, and it'll be exactly the same printing except there will be two chapters, uh, two paragraphs, two paragraphs referring to the cold of twenty twenty-one. This uh, has specific chapters uh, in addition to the basics of Chapter 1 and the perpetual calendar of Chapter 2. It also has chapters on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. A huge amount of detail in this book, and it's yours for just $32.95. If you don't feel by the end of this calendar year that this book has paid for itself, I will buy it back from you. I've said that all the way through. No one has ever asked for their money back. 75,000 copies sold. The two ways you can buy, call my office, go to my website. The website's the better way. But the office is open Monday through Friday business hours, 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The website, the better way, is at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y. Hello friends, this is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person in McKinney and in Melissa, or join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. That's our church. I hope you'll join us. We are Methodists at the First United Methodist Church, 315 North Church Street in downtown McKinney, the last church on Church Street. So there. (laughs) And uh, services are at 8 and 9. Those are both behind us now for this day, 10.05 and 11.10. And uh, please join us. There are contemporary services at 10.05 and 11.10 also. And Melissa has two services. Um, Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. There are places of other names that seem like they hardly have folks. Hard to find help. But at Ace, you have help there waiting to help you. You're greeted when you go in the door. Local experts who know the right questions to ask to make sure that you finish your job successfully. Stop by your locally owned North Texas Ace retailer to find a great deal on Ace 50-foot all-season Smart Flow Max Garden Hose. That's for $34.99. Ace Smart Flow Max is the best premium hose for all watering needs. Reflex mesh technology prevents all kinking and twisting. Triple frame technology further prevents kinking and adds durability. Crush proof couplings. 
This is a great hose start to finish. Ace Stores, parts of our neighborhoods, each owned by a member of the community. You're getting help from people you already know. And remember that 50-foot Ace All-Season Smart Flow Max Garden Hose for $34.99. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. Gardeners are all about keeping plants healthy and protected, and the same should go for our loved ones. Together with Baylor Scott & White Health and the hardworking healthcare front line, we urge you to get the shot, mask up, and stay safe. And remind your family and friends to do the same. And now, back to Neil. All right, Snoopy, and we go to Betty Joe in Weatherford. Betty Joe, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. What can I do to help you? Well, I have a red barren peach tree. Um, it's only been in the ground about, I don't know, I guess since last November. It's about an inch in diameter. And I fertilized it, composted it, really mothered it. And uh, sprayed it this um, this year the way I was supposed to. And I the peaches formed. And I got really excited because I thought I was going to have a peach crop. And then after that, they just kind of sat there and... They did not develop, and I'm thinking what I did wrong was that I didn't heavily prune that tree before the bud stage like you're supposed to. I I hear you're supposed to cut it back almost 40%, and I have a lot of branches. It's kind of tight in there, you know, and I thought maybe the sunlight wasn't able to get to the fruit and possibly the the circulation of the air around it was bad. Also, my soil is 7.3 out here, so... I'd like to try again next year, but I kind of need to do something different. Do you have any suggestions for me? Sure. I'll try to help. Uh, number one, uh, you planted it in November. Was it in the pot or was it bare-rooted? No, it was uh, It was bare-rooted. It, I guess it was maybe 10 gallons. Well, that wouldn't be bare-rooted. When, when you took it out of the pot, did the, did the soil stay with the roots? Oh, yes, I did. I'm sorry. I didn't understand. Yeah. Yes, it did. All right. All right. Um, that's a pretty big tree. Um, what you want to do the first thing when you get a new peach tree is you want to prune it to establish scaffold branches. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is going to sound like, uh, like a, a brand new developing story for you. Probably you want to prune it to 22 to 24 inches from the ground and let the new branches develop at that height. Uh, you want three scaffold branches that come out 120 degrees apart and uh, somewhat horizontal, almost almost parallel with the ground, uh, so that you have a tree that is very short and spreading. Your goal is to have a tree, when it's mature, the profile should be uh, 9 or 10 feet tall and 15 or 16 feet wide. If you look at the peach trees uh, this winter once they're through pruning in in late january or early february in parker county you're going to see that's the way they look they are they are very short and very squatty very wide like like an upside down cereal bowl and uh, so that's the reason you do that pruning the reason the reason is that that opens up the center of the tree so that sunlight will reach the developing fruit and so that the weight of the fruit as it uh, gets large won't break the branches if you don't do that, you have uh, narrow branch angles, and the, the crotches are not very strong, and the branches will break under the weight of the fruit. So that's a starting point, and it sounds like you, you may not have done that. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the pruning in the winter time, it's to remove any strongly vertical shoots that develop from one year to the next so that you continue to have outward-facing branches, not upward-facing branches. Um, so that's uh, that's very very critical. That pruning is done again between Christmas and and Valentine's Day, preferably uh, by the end of January. Um, so those are those are things you can do this year. Probably uh, uh, part of the reason for the small fruit, very young tree. If you had very many fruit, then uh, you do want a thin peach uh, fruit so that they're five to six inches apart on the branches. Uh, if you have them closer than that, then they will rob one another for uh, water, and that will keep them from developing very well. Yeah. Uh, let me look something up here. If you will look at uh, online, I have to get it to load here. There is a bulletin on growing peaches. Um, it is a bulletin from Texas A&M EHT, 
like Early Harvest Texas dash zero two two. It's E H T dash O two two by Jim Thomas and Larry Stein, Monty Nesbitt. Those are three of the finest um, uh, fruit experts in the state, and it has all the detail of how to grow peaches. And okay. uh, that that will I tell have, you. Yeah. Could I can I still do that pruning um, technique? even though the first branch is a lot higher off yeah, the ground. That's a, yeah, ideally when you buy a peach tree, you buy one that's uh, three to four feet tall, maybe four to five, but usually three right. to four feet tall. Okay. And, yes, you can do it. Uh, you probably are going to have to modify it and maybe not prune quite that drastically, but, yeah, you can you can do it. Okay. Um, you might, you know, it's not a, not, not a bad plan to uh, to get a second peach variety. Um, just to have another another one there handy, and it will help pollinate Betty Jo so that you have a, a second variety, and, and they'll list the best varieties in that uh, fact sheet, and uh, you can prune that one properly, and uh, that'll that'll be a head start for that one, and, and, and do the best you can on this one. Okay, um, and you said the best time to prune would be? Has to be done in the winter. Has to be done during the dormant season, during the winter. Okay. Do I have to seal the places I pruned with a sealing spray? No, not if you're not if you're careful in the pruning. Just don't leave big stubs. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. You can do it, girl. <laughs> okay. Take care. Thanks for the call. Maureen and Plano, you'll be coming up on the other side of the newscast. Folks, we have two lines open. It's 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Gardeners know how much work it takes to keep a garden happy and healthy. Well, I'd like to take some time to talk about another group of incredibly hardworking people. Those are the people who keep us happy and healthy. Those are the frontline workers. And every time there's a new variant of COVID that comes along, they have to say to themselves, I'm, I'm assuming this to be the case. Oh my gosh, here it comes again. But they, you know what? They don't grumble. They just dig in and do it again. And we need to say thank you for never giving in. Thank you for never settling for good enough. Thank you for just staying the course with us. Thank you for putting up with us. That's my wording. That's not in my ad copy. It's just something I I think they deserve to hear because we don't always make it easy. We whine. Have you noticed that we whine about wearing masks? We all do. I do. But I do wear my mask. Um, Lynn and I are going to church this morning. We'll have a mask in church. There are people who say, oh, wuss. But you know what? It's a prudent thing to do. I believe in science, and there's no point in taking that chance. And I thank the Baylor Scott and White people for leading the way with us and for helping all the way through this pandemic. We need to say thank you to the frontline people. They have stuck their necks out. They have been there to serve us, to help us. They have gone the extra mile. So to Baylor Scott and White, join me especially to the frontline people. Let's say it one more time. Thank you. It's the stuff. You behave and you listen to the police when they tell you what to do. People are talking about. 99% of this stuff wouldn't even happen. News Talk 820 WBAP. WBAP.com. My newsletter is called eGardens. It's free, always will be. goes to about 80,000 people. I will never spam you, and I certainly won't give or sell your email address to anybody else, so you don't have to worry about that. There are five stories in eGardens each week. It's like an old-fashioned garden section. One of the stories is a featured plant for that week. One of the stories is uh, gardening this weekend, where I point out the most important things you need to get done during that weekend. It's really important this time of year that we protect our plants, and I tell you how. And one of the stories has now become a section, and that is the highly revised Q&A section, than a couple of other stories. I think you'll like eGardens. You can always unsubscribe easily if you wish to do so, but we have 80,000 people who are very happy to get it. Very high open rate. Go to neilsperry.com and you can click on eGardens and see what it looks like. There's a sample there for you, and that's where you subscribe. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Click on eGardens. 100 years serving DFW. Trending now. Trending now. On WBAP and WBAP.com. A gunfight shut down a Dallas freeway Saturday. I'm Dennis Martin from the Audi Dallas WBAP 24-7 News Desk. 
ClassicChevrolet.com. WBAP first traffic and weather. On the ones. A reminder that in Arlington and Grand Prairie, Highway 360 is shut down completely, both directions, by a bridge construction project this weekend. It's closed between Avenues J and Avenue K. That uh, all should be back to more or less normal on Monday morning. Time for rush hour. Richardson and Plano tied up with the construction project on the north and southbound sides of 75, that is the Central Expressway, between Plano Parkway and Bush Turnpike. With WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. Now the WBAP forecast, sunny and hot today. High 102 degrees, clear, breezy, warm tonight, overnight low 82. And it'll be sunny and hot tomorrow. High temperature tomorrow, 103. Right now, though, we're looking at 87 degrees in Dallas, 86 in Fort Worth. A gunfight erupted on a Dallas freeway early Saturday morning. Bedford police officers were chasing a drunk driving suspect eastbound on Highway 183 when they say the suspect began shooting at them. Shortly after the 183-I-35E merge, the suspect stopped, jumped out of his car, and began firing wildly at police. He hit several police cars, as well as other vehicles in the area, and a bystander who was a passenger in a car that had stopped behind one of the police cars. Bedford officer shot and killed a gunman. Passenger in the gunman's car surrendered. Wounded bystander was hospitalized, is expected to recover. World Health Organization has declared monkeypox to now be a global emergency. Outbreaks have been confirmed in 70 countries, including the United States. 183 cases confirmed in Texas. Until now, though, uh, monkeypox has not been an epidemic beyond the African continent. Check back several times throughout your day. Stay informed with News Talk 820 WBAP. 99.5 FMHD2 and WBAP.com. All right, I think that's my cue. I forgot. After all these years, sorry about that. Whiskey Stone, since 1983, the experts at Whiskey Stone have been leaders across the Metroplex, turning landscape dreams into reality. They've done that. Can you imagine all the tons and tons and hundreds of tons of stone that they have brought into landscapes across the Metroplex? Oh, my goodness, they have beautiful landscapes that have been built out of Whiskey Stone stone. They are great people. When you go into Whiskey Stone, you're going to be helped. They will greet you. You go into their uh, into their headquarters building there. And this is not a lavish uh, 10-story headquarters building. It's a metal building. But you go in there and they will greet you and help you. They will they will look at your plans of, of what you're trying to accomplish. Take measurements with you, folks, when you go into Whiskey Stone. If you're putting in a walkway or a patio, have the dimensions that you that you need. Measure them. Don't guess. Measure them before you go and draw yourself a, a, a just a, a, a plan. Uh, it doesn't have to be something that looks like it's out of an architecture college, but just draw a plan and tell them it's it's uh, 18 by 21 feet, and they'll know then how much uh, stone to to uh, suggest to you. They will suggest. 10 to 15 percent overage it might be more than that if it's a, an unusual stone i don't know the stone business like these folks do at whiskey stone but that overage is because stone is a, a mad a god-made product and it's not perfect these are not pre-cut jigsaw pieces and uh, so anyway that's why you need a little bit of overage you'll always find a use for it trust me voice of experience here you'll find other projects where you can use it so whether it's for retaining walls or patios or or walkways or whether you're doing a fountain uh, you want uh, maybe bed edgings you want river rock decorative gravel they have it all they have 22 acres of it all and it's beautiful and the people are really nice it's a destination a fun place to go to whiz q stone 4501 4501 east loop 820 south in far southeast fort worth open monday through saturday closed on sundays 
quiz-q.com is the website, whiz-q.com, 817-429-0822. It's WhizQ Stone. Get social with us. Like WBAP on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WBAP 24-7 News. Wherever you want us, whenever you want us. News Talk 820 WBAP. WBAP WBAP.com. All right. And uh, then finally, sunburst shutters. And uh, what more can I say that I haven't said in the 12 years that I've been talking about this great company? I've told you about the really nice people that will come to your home. They do have a showroom, and you're welcome to go there. They'll give you directions when you call their number, 214-343-2601. You can go to their showroom. It's a part of their uh, factory. They're in an industrial park in northeast Dallas, so you can do that if you wish. But it's easier if you just let them come to your home and bring samples of their product with them to hold up in your windows so that you can see exactly how the beautiful sunburst shutters plantation style shutters would look in your home they can even help you uh, determine whether the two and a half three and a half or four and a half inch louver size would be best in your setting and then they can measure your windows and tell you what it would cost to have sunburst shutters made for your home now they'll do a quick measure because that's all it takes to tell you what it would cost. But if you say that's a deal, boy, that's a deal. I like the looks and the price is affordable. Then they will do an incredibly precise. You want to see somebody do a precise measurement? This is where it'll happen with sunburst shutters. They will measure to, I still need to ask, is that to the 64th of an inch? Whatever it is, it is so it is light tight. These are the most energy-efficient shutters there uh, will be in America. They're made of polywood, which is a man-made material that doesn't crack or warp, split or peel. They're color-fast, white or off-white, and they look fabulous. So, for all of those reasons, call Sunburst Shutters, 214-343-2601. Also available in Austin, San Antonio, Houston, and Waco, sunburstshutters.com, 214-343-2601. You don't just want your garden to grow. You want it to flourish, much like our hopes for living in a world without COVID. Let's join Baylor Scott and White Health in saying a big old thank you to the front line. They're doing what it takes to keep hope flourishing, and we need that now more than ever. And now, back to Neil. All right, Stuby, and indeed, and the lines are filled. Thank you for that. And we'll start with Maureen in Plano. Maureen, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. How I may I help? your books. Thank you. I have one of the. I have one of your rare books. I, it's not signed. It's one of the very first ones. So, um, I have a, a disagreement with my husband. We are we are running a, a wicked pot vegetable garden, and um, you know, been watering it. It's been doing relatively well in this heat. And your newsletter Thursday indicated that you shouldn't fertilize because the plants can't utilize it in this heat. We've been using a water-soluble fertilizer you know, every week, and um, my husband thinks we should fertilize because he doesn't think it's that strong. I said, your newsletter said they can't use this stuff. So for vegetables, for wicking garden, for water-soluble, what do you think? He's correct. Uh, I was not correct in what I wrote. Uh, I was talking about granular fertilizers on trees and shrubs and lawns. And uh, for any container garden, uh, they, as much as we're watering them, they need to be fertilized periodically. That fertilizer is so diluted. Now, I'm going to come back and take part of that back in a minute. I'll, I'll warn you ahead of time. Uh, that fertilizer is so diluted by the time it gets to the roots, it's not going to hurt anything. And those plants need it just to sustain themselves. Uh, vegetables uh, need to be kept uh, growing vigorously. So... Uh, uh, that, uh, if I write anything along that line this week, I will, I will make that correction and please tell him thanks for noticing that. Um, as far as wick uh, feeding, uh, with a, a fertilizer, um, boy, that's a tough one as hot as it is. I, I have the, uh, the, the wick feeders in, in house plants indoors. I can't imagine 
that they could pull water up fast enough. Do you find that your plants wilt in the afternoons, even if they're no, shaded? No, we're having we're having really pretty good luck with them. Good for and you. I planted my fall garden. We're using um, drainage tile in the bottom of those big black tubs that have the yellow lids on them. Took the mm-hmm. lids off. Drainage tile. You close the ends. Punch a, a hole in the sides for drainage. Fill it up with a, a, a very high quality foot square garden kind of dirt, and they have been. Um, I'm amazed at the amount of water they've been taking on, but yeah. um, the plants seem very happy with it. Good and for I you. Half wicked and half not. That was my experiment this year. Next year they're all going to be wicked pots. It, it has worked well in the pot, and the plants have been so happy with the with the water. Okay, maybe I missed it. Tell me what you're using for a wick. I have I have drainage tile in the bottom that's that's you know perforated drainage tile, and the ends are closed up with um with uh, landscaping fabric, and then okay. I put a high quality dirt in so they've got probably a reservoir of yeah, I don't know eight ten gallons of water in the bottom. I I now I understand. Yeah, when I think of a wick, I'm thinking about. Uh, Something's drawing from a reservoir up into You're thinking regular like pots. Them with a towel or something. Yeah, well, no, this is just. Yeah, the the pots that I use are are for smaller. Well, they're in in my case because that's all I can afford. They're <laughs> they're for smaller plants, uh, African violets up to spathophyllums in in our house. Uh, I see them in in hotel lobbies with plants with pots as big as I am. I could stand in the pots. But those things are five hundred dollars. Yeah. I can't afford that. <laughs> no, I no, I've been. We can we can put a pot together for twenty dollars, twenty five dollars. Yeah, I, I got it. Well, good deal. That sounds great. No, I would I would continue feeding those uh, because vegetables are going to need it to keep keep going okay. along. But, uh, well, we but had for, for other plants, I just think you. we need to we need to give them a rest for a, a week or two until. And, and mind you, that was at 108 degrees. You know, at 100, it's a little bit different. Yeah. So anyway. well, I I had uh, I had a bet with my husband, and he won the bet. You were the, well. You I'm were sorry the about one. that. I hope no, he makes a great apple pie. I want the plants to do well. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the reason. So sure. Thank you so much. Have a uh, great day. Thank it. you, Maureen. All right. Let's go to Tom in Fort Worth. I lost one call. Who did I lose? I lost Connie in Cleburne. So that's too bad, Connie. Call back if you wish. Tom in Fort Worth. This is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm well. Thank you, sir. Uh, I've got two pear trees. They're different types of pears. In my yard, uh, they're about six years old, and up until year before last, they put out a few pairs. Last year, they put out hundreds of pairs, and my neighbor two doors down, his did the same thing, but this year, we have absolutely no pairs. So okay. what what I'm confused about, what would be something I could do to make them produce pears? Well, I need to know what varieties both of you have. No, I forgot. Okay, very critical that you know the varieties of fruit trees because only a few are recommended for our area. A lot are sold that are not good varieties for this area. Did both of your trees bloom? Yes. All right. Uh, did they but bloom? Not as the... much. They didn't bloom as much this year as they did last year. Did they bloom at the same time as each other? Yes. All right. Pears this year were very late in blooming. And uh, so as a result, uh, that that threw things off. And then we had a very uh, cold, hard to believe now after all the hot weather, but we had a very cool March. Um, I would wonder if you had good pollination. Um, uh, I would wonder if a late frost might have gotten the fruit on on your trees i don't know i don't remember when the last uh, killing frost was but uh, we were having a lot of trouble i believe there were some late killing frosts um i i don't know if uh, if that would have been a problem in in fort worth itself but uh, you, you need really need to keep track of the uh, variety names that's just critical uh, orient is the pair you want to grow it is fire blight resistant which is a very critical factor for North Texas. Um, 
kefir is a is another one that is very dependable, very durable. It's an old. I mean, th- that variety was old when I was a child, and I'm anything but a child now. So it's been around at least uh, eighty or a hundred years. Uh, it's not a very edible pear, but it's great for preserves. It's uh, very hard. Orient is the one that kind of bridges in between. The soft pears, the ones that are table quality, uh, are highly susceptible to fire blight. They're the ones that get sold in in some of the national uh, chain stores and should never be sold in Texas because they are so susceptible to fire blight. Um, But, you know, without knowing what you have, I can't get much farther. Well, uh, one is those real hard pears. And other ones, the top of the pear turns red. Yeah, I, a lot of them will do that. I just, um, I can't help without knowing the variety name. But the chances are you had a late freeze that got the uh, got the the fruit as it was just starting to develop, or the flowers. They were so late this year. Uh, this has been a a bizarre year. The last two years after the cold last year, and then this year, uh, because of the uh, the cool March. And then the drought. So I, I think just be patient and see what develops. And if you have the chance to get an Orient pair and plant it, let it be your your home run pair from here on. Uh, Orient pair, okay. Yeah, Orient is the variety. It's now I'm not talking about Asian pears in general terms. I'm talking about the variety called Orient. It's sold in the better nurseries. Independent retail nurseries will have it. Tom, i got to run, but hopefully that'll help. I appreciate your call. Thank you. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening is my book, and the, the fruit chapter, uh, which is chapter 10, has a list of all of the recommended fruit varieties for each part of Texas. And if you're trying to find the best variety, how to grow it, how to plant it, what size to buy, how to train it, all of that, You'll find that in that chapter. I spent more time on that chapter than any other chapter in the book simply because that is not my specialty. I've never run from that fact. It wasn't what I thought I'd be doing for a living. Um, So anyway, that's one of the 11 chapters. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas, things that cover all the other 10 chapters, things like soils, climatic zones of Texas, hardiness zones of our plants, etc. Chapter 2 is the 48-page calendar perpetual calendar four pages per month of what needs to be planted pruned fertilized and sprayed in that month in your texas landscape and garden and then chapters three through eleven are detailed chapters on trees shrubs vines ground covers annuals perennials oh those are long chapters uh, lawns fruit there you are and vegetables All of that in the book with 840 of my photographs and 344 pages, a hardback printed in San Antonio, not in China. All of that for only $32.95. That's a summer sale on the fifth printing as I finish up the fifth printing. And uh, all of that for a limited time until I run out of copies of the fifth printing. It will be $38.95 on the sixth printing. Satisfaction guaranteed. You'll be getting a signed copy of the book, and I'll be signing tonight and tomorrow, taking them to the post office Tuesday morning. So that's my routine each week. I look forward to signing a copy for you if you don't already have it. It's written for every county in the state of Texas. So the two ways you can order, call my office Monday through Friday, 800-752-GROW, G-R-O-W, 800-752-4769. The better way, though, that you can do right now is to order it from neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y. We had foundation repairs at the Sperry House several years ago, so I called my friends. I did the same thing I'm suggesting you do. I called Advanced Foundation Repair. They came to our home. Their estimates are always free. Their work is affordable. It always is, not just for me, for you as well. Give them a call, 214-333-0003. If you need foundation help, it's Advanced Foundation Repair, 214-333-0003. 
Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. They've been in business more than 28 years. Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing. 972-562-5788. wbroofing.com. Arborological services, the experts your trees deserve. Trees represent the biggest part of your landscaping value. A good tree, a good shade tree, properly chosen and planted and nurtured and cared for, can gain in value thousands of dollars. It can be worth five figures in the resale value of your home. And in the meanwhile, you have saved in energy costs, you have saved by having it there for recreational space, and you've enjoyed it yourself. Aren't those reasons to plant a great tree? Aren't those reasons to take care of that tree? Aren't those reasons to invest a little bit of money in having experts look at your tree and make sure that all is well in the world of your tree? Nobody knows trees better than Arborological Services. Now, they have one phone number for all of the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and that is toll-free. Just to make it easy for all the area codes, it's 866-552-7267. Three of their people have been selected as Arborists of the Year. They have 12 International Society of Arboriculture Certified Arborists. Their people are the best trained in the tree care business. And they're just outstanding and the best equipment in the tree care business as well. They are the only people who will ever touch the trees at the Sperry House. Arborological Services. Again, that phone number is 866 552-7267. The website is arborological.com. A-R-B-O-R-I-L-O-G-I-C-A-L. Just like it sounds. Facebook, Arborological Services, Inc. Twitter at The Tree Experts. Again, the website, arborological.com. And the phone number, 866-552-7267. Arborological Services. Gardening advice is only helpful when people actually hear it. And the same goes for telling folks about all the things our healthcare workers are doing to protect us from COVID. So share the word on social media. Remind your friends and family to say thank you to the front line. And now back to Neil. And thank you to Stuby. Appreciate that. Let's go back to the phone lines now. Uh, probably the last call of the day, we have Connie in Cleburne has called back. Connie, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning to you. Yes. I got a question. I usually plant a big garden every year, like up to maybe 60 tomato plants. But this year I want to plant a fall, but the grasshoppers keep eating everything. What's a good way to get rid of grasshoppers besides getting chickens? Well, they're not easy, and one of the main reasons is they are so very mobile and they're so very large. Um, I do want to ask you what you're going to be planting in your fall garden, but before I do that, one of the starting points with getting rid of grasshoppers is uh, to get rid of any tall weeds that are around the, the property because they'll they'll be harbored in those tall weeds, tall grasses. So those need to be cut. Um, you need to... They're all dead from the heat. They need to be cut. They need to be cleaned um, oh, okay. and, and get everything tidied up around the garden. Um, then you need to find out where the grasshoppers are, are existing. If, if your garden is the only place they're existing, then at least you know that and, and you can deal with them. There are grasshopper baits that, that can be used uh, that you also uh, will find several insecticides that are labeled for use on grasshoppers and that do have label clearance for use in vegetable gardens. The secret in using a spray to control grasshoppers is to spray from the top down. Use a broad, wide spray and spray from the top down so that you hit the grasshoppers as they try to fly away. Uh, A lot of people will spray from the ground up and the grasshoppers outfly the spray. And and so it's as much as anything the technique of it all. I live in the country, so I have a 50-acre pasture behind me. So I'm sure... uh, if they see something red and, and green, they come looking for food. 
That doesn't change the answer, unfortunately. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no. It, facts are what they are, and and uh, uh, that doesn't change the answer. They're they're still out there, and that's why I said immediately uh, that they're a difficult insect to eliminate. I want to ask you about what crops you're planning on planting for your fall garden. Tomatoes and peppers, okay. mostly just up for canning. All right. Um, if you've listened to me uh, the last uh, six weeks or so, you know that you're very, very late for tomatoes. They need to be planted the last week of June or first week of July. Peppers oh, okay. are planted mid, uh, mid-July, mid so you might be able to get peppers in and, and get a crop. But if you do the math on tomatoes, unless you're using a, a very small variety and a very fast variety, uh, the odds are you're going to get just a few tomatoes off them before they freeze. If you do the math back uh, from uh, the average date of the first freeze in, in Johnson County, uh, you're going to find that you're going to get caught. Most tomato varieties take 70 to 80 days to produce their first fruit, and for major yield, you, you'd want to add uh, five or six weeks to that, and that kind of slows down in the, in the cooler weather of the fall. The fall crop is fabulous. I always encourage people to have fall tomatoes, but to plant them early enough that they uh, that they can get them in. Uh, uh, I really am not trying Usually to. Usually, I have. I just cut my spring garden, my tomatoes down, and they'll come back for fall. But I can't keep the grasshoppers off of them. Right. Understand. Some years are worse than others, uh, Connie. I, I I will tell you that I've been here fifty years, fifty two years, and. And some years, grasshoppers are relentless. We live in the country as well. And uh, some years are relentless, and some years are not, not nearly so bad. Um, the, uh, if, you, if you subscribe to my electronic newsletter, I just harped on the fall tomatoes about a month ago and here on the air about a month ago. So I'll, I'll keep you updated oh, okay. if, you'll, if, you'll, if you'll do those two things uh, on when to do How do I get on your newsletter? It's the thing I just mentioned a few minutes ago. You go to my website and sign up for it. It's free, and you'll get no ads or anything uh, as a result okay. of the ads are built into it, but you're not going to get any spam emails or anything. But it's at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y. Hey, i got to run. Appreciate that. Mike Bass, nice job on running the program today. And to all of you who have listened, thank you very, very much. We'll be back next week at the same time, and I thank you. Have a great week. Stay cool and stay hydrated. Happy gardening.